Boom. Right. We're, we're, we're back. We're recording. Oh, uh, uh, Chris, just to give you an update, you know how, you know how guys like raz each other, right? You know, we, 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 we raz each other, the three of us. We're, yeah. we, we jape, we, we do japes, right? It's kind of further than that. It's probably way worse, but yeah. Well, I have a list of words that, um, get a particularly visceral response out of Sean. And so I'll just, some of the words I have so far, um, prissy, if you call him prissy, he doesn't like that. Uh, soft. And then also, uh, if you just tell him, hey, you literally lost some weight, which is a compliment, uh, he'll take it as the, one of the worst insults. You like, It's like I, I insulted his mother. Uh, but yeah, uh, the new one today is uh, silly. He does not like being called silly. So that's huh. just to, well, to put in your, in your Rolodex of Sean's insults. So you, you call this, you, you call it razzing because it sounds, I think it's more like being best friends. <laughs> um, I was call so, it, it was uh, so cute and heartfelt what you just said, David. I, uh, I call it verbal abuse, but that's fine. Uh, no, uh, silly, I'm not offended by silly. Silly just, Lori, Lori dropped a silly, Kayla dropped a silly. I'm like, that's a lot of sillies. That's too many sillies. But, resp- you, but your response yeah. was no, not silly, never silly. I know. So I, I, took that as, I took that as, whoa, damn. Well, I'm Sean was, is not like silly. I was, I was just joshing. Okay, I can josh oh, okay, a little okay. bit too. Okay. okay. Sometimes I'm joshing. Okay, well, so hold on. Sean's let's, been known to josh. Yeah, I have been, but I have to list a couple that really offend David. Um, okay, let's do it. Actually, I'm just going to do one. Um, and I don't know why this upsets you so much, but bad father. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. Look, I never called David. A look, I forgot her at home once when we were going to the bar. All right. It, 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 yeah, what, should yeah. I be arrested? No, you forgot her at the bar so, when you were what, going to child like, uh, negligence. So, okay. Like that's a real thing. It's like, yeah. I, I left her car seat on the top of the car. <laughs> she was strapped in, I think, to the top. You, yeah, when it was you, fine. When you, have, when you have a kid, like, you do have weird thoughts like that. Like, there are times where, like, I'm driving her somewhere, and, like, I just have a moment of, like, panic that she's not in the car with me. Like, oh, just, God. like, and, I, and, like, I remember putting her in and everything, and, like, but I have to, like, actually look back and make sure I see her feet or something to make sure she's actually in the car because it's terrifying that's a bit of an ocd thing it's like when you think you forgot to lock the door when you just locked it but like a hundred times worse because it's your daughter yeah yeah i've taken the uh i've taken the uh that that's the one that stops i've taken the ocd test because i do have like some tendencies but the one that always met like the 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 same one of the questions they always ask is are you worried about leaving something on at home and do you think about it several times and i never do i don't i don't worry about the oven being on ever so yeah the only that time, means I don't have it. So. The only time, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the only time it's weird too because I've never had that worry either, and I've never left the oven on. But one time I did leave just recently. It's the first time in my life I left the burner on low all night. And, oh yeah. And was there anything on it? Um, no, there's nothing on it, and it was so low that it was still burning. So there was no carbon monoxide burning on. That's the worry: is carbon monoxide poisoning really? Because the fire is not going to happen at that low. You know, it's literally nothing. But when I realized, I was like, Jesus Christ. So now I'm like, now I'm OCD about it. <laughs> so like, I'm an, sure I an old, an old roommate of mine left the burner on overnight and he left a pot on top of it Oh my God. and it fucked the pot up because it was like, yeah. I think it was on a high and the, that pot Gee, was not usable how do you after all night. High? I like, believe the, it. Like, I understand. I don't like, know. That's wild. Like on low was the only I'm reason s- I turned it down. I pulled the thing off. I cleaned all my shit up and I was like, it's all. Yeah. Hmm. I'm surprised it didn't smoke like crazy. This is speaking of leaving, uh, <clears throat> leaving the stove on. Laura left the stove on once with food on it. Oh no! When, when we left, we went to get our first COVID test. Was it just to keep it? Was she keeping it warm or like what? No, like she, what? she was cooking. Oh okay. Damn. And but, we left, 
and it was hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> oh. So when we came back, they the eggs had exploded. That's like, so funny. Uh, I, I, I started... What I started hard what, what did it look like? I want to know. Yeah, what it looked like. It was from the kitchen into the living room. Oh <laughs> and shit! It like charred, so all the water boiled out. Yeah, and it like charred the egg, like it, uh, it charred the shells. Okay. So they were like black, and the smell was horrific. Uh, I bet the hard boiled eggs smell oh. like shit, <laughs> especially um, when they explode all yeah. over your furniture. <laughs> They're black. That's. That's funny because I started making hard-boiled eggs this week just as like a little protein boost uh, while I'm at school. And um, I was doing a bunch. I was, I, I've never done it before, so I was looking up how to do it and looking up different times for different yolk consistencies, yeah. right? Mm. And then I over I overcooked my first batch. And um, it said because it was green on the inside, well, green on the outside of the yolk. And they're like, it's yeah. fine if you overcook them; they're still edible. And then yeah. one of the articles said it's basically impossible to cook hard-boiled eggs too much. And I think you just proved that it's uh, in yeah. fact very possible. <laughs> there is such a thing. So, David, are you like are you like the the ramen egg guy with the runny ass yolk? No, no, no. I, I, want, I want my I want my yolk hard as fuck. Yeah, I don't, I don't same. like. I, I don't like eggs. Like I don't, I don't like uh, I, the only kind of eggs I like besides hard boiled are scrambled. And even if I scramble them, and ha- they have to be extra cooked. I don't. Damn. I like. I don't. I don't like yolky, runny eggs. I'm a. I'm an all around egg guy. I'll have anything. Mm, it's all yeah. about uh, the application. I love a good runny egg. Like yeah, especially so, in ramen. So Lori, Lori yeah. likes runny eggs too. And uh, it, you both disgust me. Both you, Do you like Sean, the... Chris like Sean, best you like the and my wife. And well, so it's uh, Sean's best friend, also known as David. And yeah, just make sure we have that right. Nope. Uh, wait, uh, speaking of burning, uh, welcome to Guys Are Screwed. I'm David. That doesn't make any sense. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. Okay, let's try it again. Um, speaking of burning, uh, how often <laughs> do you guys think about Satan? Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking about him right now because I'm drinking a beer called Darkness and the devil's on it. And, oh, no, the devil's nice. on it. Shit. Yeah. Only only while I'm praying or eating Red Devil. Oh, yeah. The, the Red Devil. It's true. I got back into Red Devil. Sorry. Before we get into our actual episode, we do have a topic today, guys, and it's a pretty fun one. I do have to throw – I have to put on my old man hat for a second and talk about old man stuff for a sec. Uh, one thing that it, that's happening as I get older that I was not expecting is uh, hot sauce. Uh, I – Stuff that was not spicy or wasn't too spicy for me has become too spicy for me. So I have to. I've gone back to Red Devil as just my all around hot sauce. When did this Because happen? it's not spicy. Oh, uh, the past few months, I just like the. I really? used to do the, the. I used to do Frank's Red Hot Extra Hot on everything, and now it, I don't even. I don't even like it anymore. It's too spicy. In your mouth so or your insides? Oh, mouth. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's not like a gives you the shits thing. It's just you. No, have, no, 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 no. It's just offensive. No, yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been hurting my mouth. It's wild that I mm. something I did not did not expect. All right, so we're not going. You know do what that could be though, much. David? What's that? COVID. No, <laughs> stop! Oh. I'm just fucking with you. I'm well, I say it does. Yeah, have yeah, that's that's it's, a symptom. If your yeah. if your uh, spicy sauces are a little spicier than usual, you probably have COVID. Yeah, if, no, but it's if, if you, only <laughs> Frank's Red Hot Extra Hot. <laughs> no, if if you've become a pussy and can't handle hot stuff, you've got COVID. Okay, that's that would be that okay i'm done um but but uh um, so now right. we can't do hot sauce challenges fuck i'll maybe. still oh, no i'll still i'll still do it i, oh, like, I, power I don't, I don't okay yeah i don't give a fuck that's fine yeah because the hot sauce challenge we did like two years ago i it, i barely phased me i was I, it, I just thought it was it was fun will be interesting but, um, to see what happens now you'll see how, now now i'll have to see if i can if i can make it 
Um, but also, before we get into today's episode again, I thought it'd be fun to let the listeners take a peek behind the curtain. And uh, I want to talk about the stuff we do before we begin recording. Um, it's sort of a ritual at this point, I would say. Um, we'll jump on Zoom and we'll just catch up for a bit. Uh, see how everything's going. There's always something that goes on that we wish had we had recorded, you know, like we talked about last week. <laughs> uh, and then we all do vote. We'll all do vocal warmups just to make sure our tongues are nice and loosened up. Yeah. Um, I don't know about Chris or Sean, but I will go pee right beforehand. I also bring a big glass of water into into my home studio, which is my the other bedroom. Uh, I've been trying to drink more water, but you know it it, it, it can be tough. Drinking water is not fun, but you know you got to get your fun. water in. Yeah, it's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a dry wait, heat. Wait, wait, w- hold on. Before you you move on, uh, you is is that? Do you do anything else with your ritual? Because I was I wanted to know what Chris's ritual was before you. Oh yeah, go ahead. go ahead. And then I'll do mine. Because we need to know, Chris, what's your ritual before you get on here? My ritual, um, yeah. I pop in a uh, a new jewel pod. Oh, nice. And I kind of I, I get just like the the perfect distance from the microphone so that I you can hear it <laughs> popping. Yeah, it popping does. and sizzling. <laughs> It does and pop. that's 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 my only ritual. Okay, okay. Well, we, we we cut that out. Anytime you pop and sizzle, I'll I'll, I'll clamp down on that. Um, and okay. David does too. Um, you know, my ritual is either if it's late at night and you guys catch me off guard, and it's been my three three week uh, interval, uh, my asshole will uh, I'll need to I'll need oh, to take yeah. a sit down pee, which turns into <laughs> a real big a big a big one. Um, and, but normally on the, the, when, when my intestines are functioning at full capacity, I edge, I edge right mm-hmm. before. And I like to edge cause it gives me a lot of energy cause I get real anxious. You know, I get, I get, I get all this excited. It's not like, it's not like anxiety. It's, it's excited anxiety. Yeah. So I yeah. edge. So every episode I have a rager the whole time. And I've never <laughs> told you guys this and uh, yeah, I'm telling you guys right now it's okay. So. Well, we all I, I we I I knew because we've recorded the, we've recorded together that never stopped you from this. So I I, I knew this already. Oh yeah, you, every time I went to the bathroom and I was like five minutes and you're like, what are you doing? You're like just a second. Okay. No man, I just saw your I saw your boner every time that every time. Oh, we, like, I thought yeah. you, I thought you didn't see it. Shit. Okay, <laughs> David, you have a you have a microscope in the studio? <laughs> I'm sure too. It's <laughs> well, the GWS microscope. Well, yep. It's it's actually a macroscope. Okay, it's scale it down <laughs> a little bit. It's you, you got just let let's relax now. Okay. Um. But yeah. So that uh, then I'll double check the notes and make sure I have the notes, especially the ones that I wrote. <laughs> and then finally, we'll uh, we, I I think we can tell the listeners this too. We'll each get on the video and we'll pull out our chickens for the week, uh, slit their throats, and catch as much of the spilling blood into our mouths and faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do this together. It got more difficult with the pandemic and recording separately, but we're in a good spot right now. Yeah. Uh, with our faces covered in blood, we'll recite the ancient mantra Akramana Vidukasham. Uh, exactly 40 times as we stare into the eyes of the dead chicken. Uh, sometimes we have to wait for the chicken to actually die. I mean, there there was the one that lasted 17 minutes. We were laughing. It was screaming. Oh. It, was, it was a good time. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Chicken uh, screams. Uh, yeah. Finally, we'll suck whatever blood out of the body, say hail Satan in unison, and then press record. And that's it. That's that's. I think that's pretty much everything that happens. Did I forget anything? No. I think Dude. you got it. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's our ritual. Um, but speaking of recording... Why don't we go ahead and dive into today's topic, the Satanic Panic. Um, resources are Wikipedia, New York Times article by Alan Juhas, uh, FamousTrials.com, and a book called The Abuse of Innocence by Shelby Eberly. Um, that book does I should mention, 
I should mention that this this episode is going to be a one parter. There is no there's no two parter to this. Uh, it could have been a two parter, but I think I'm gonna either do like a sequel situation where I, where I might talk about uh, the few, uh, what happened after this event uh, on like uh, Satanic Panic two, like not not part two, just the just the sequel too. Or I might okay. talk about it. I I might have a Satan episode on um uh, I hate the nineties. So we'll see. Okay, we shall see. We promise nice. nothing anymore. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been recording episodes of I Hate the Nineties? No, I haven't done. I, I I haven't done the first one probably yet, but I'm should. going to. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I think we should do the first one probably on on the main feed, and then maybe put the rest of them on Patreon. But we'll see. We'll see. Wait, Chris, yeah. do you think you were left out of that? Is that what you thought? Like we just I can't leave. Yeah, don't no. even know. Oh can't leave out I, I Hate the Nineties. I I get left out of so much of your guys' like <laughs> joyful banter. I, you can't name a single thing. You can't name a single thing. All right. Anyways, David, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So what it, what what is or what was the Satanic Panic? Uh, it's a period of time where the population of a large or small area is overly concerned with the influence of quote Satan worshippers unquote and uh, attempts to guide policy, uh, political policy, social policy from that concern. Um, the panickers use different methods to achieve their very very vague goals. Um, advocating for a, a increased police presence, um, reviewing and attempting to alter pieces of culture or media, um, putting pressure on politicians to enact stricter uh, laws, and just good old-fashioned missionary work, missionary work, trying to convince people around them to uh, convert in generally to Christianity. Uh, but yeah, um, okay. while we may look back and laugh at some of these periods uh, now, they often had immediate as well as unforeseen long-term effects that we're still deal, uh, dealing with today. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about one of these. Pretty much the one I'm going to talk about is the... When you think of the American Satanic Panic, this is the event that you think about. So I'm that, that's what I'm covering today. But I do want to, uh, like I said, either in the future for Satanism 2 or Satanic Panic 2 or I Hate the 90s, go into more modern things. Say, um, so you're not super early. Well, I guess you're about to maybe mention that mm. now. That that's like way yeah. back. It's not going to be that, but yeah, there 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 have been several satanic panics. The one that I I'm going to cover today is generally what you think of when in America when you think okay. of satanic panic. Okay. But there were the uh, Salem witch trials uh, and the witch burnings in England before that. Um, you could make an argument that the Crusades were uh, some sort of satanic panic. Yeah. Um, there, uh, the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, there have been a few modern panics, uh, such as the Travis uh, Scott concert, which was kind of just silly, as long as, as well as the TikTok witches. Those are kind of low key, very, very uh, uh, subtle satanic yeah. panics. Um, although I did one thing I noticed about the TikTok witches and Travis Scott is that um, one thing on TikTok now is uh, there are a lot of like Catholic like Zoomers who have taken to TikTok to kind of evangelize which is yeah. very interesting yeah they have yeah. they're 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 preaching yeah. the word and and it's kind of mm-hmm. it, it's the cool they're trying to do it in a cool way and it's very cringy yeah, it's, very cringy because the, the when you think of the, the cool church as we know it is a very like a uh, protestant or evangelical kind of thing and it looks like the uh, catholic church is trying to trying to get some of those people too now that's really interesting i, yeah. I need to look into this is it like buddy christ no it's <laughs> It's it's more like it's literally like kids like people in their late teens early twenties talking about how like how like hey the the Bible is actually a really good book and there's lots of stuff yeah. like stuff like that people make really? fun of it though mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, you read the, the Bible recently <laughs> <laughs> well I don't think they're actually reading it but what I've seen is that there's someone I, f- I forget what it was exactly but 
someone was making a comment about a story in the Bible and then people will will set that shit straight and they'll you know, they do the TikTok where they cut into the it'll be like their little segment yeah. and then they cut in and do the, the clap rest. the clapback. Yep. And a lot of people are doing that, which I enjoy way more. And I that's, prefer and to see that's, those. It's funny because that's kind of like TikToks with with like uh, viewer comment uh, commentary on them. Like it's it's like a, yeah, it's like DVD, like DVDs used to do that, but yeah, it's, it's like that fucking now. Fucking amazing that that shit. They need to do it with all of them. But yeah, it is mm-hmm. happening. It's uh, it's it's fucking um. In America, the term Satanic Panic usually refers to a specific time in American history, the 80s uh, to about the early 90s. Uh, we're going to cover the events in the 80s this time. And like I said, one more time, we'll probably uh, hit this back up in I Hate the 90s when that comes on Patreon uh, in the future. Um, but let's start with a book. The good book. No, not, not, not the Bible. A book called Michelle Remembers. Uh, oh, yeah. Have yeah. you guys heard of this book? Yes. Yeah, it's a very famous book. I've never uh, read it. Famous, yeah. yeah, famous for uh, interesting reasons. Well, well, well we're going to cover it right now. Uh, Chris, what what have you heard about the book? Well, I'm trying to see if I should ask you that. or Yeah, what have you heard about the book? Without going to um, I'm trying to think of the context in which I heard it. Oh, it was uh, it was on the documentary um, Hail Satan. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The question, the, with a the question mark? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was written by Dr. Lawrence Pazder and his patient, uh, Michelle Smith, and it was published in 1980. Uh, Pazder was a Canadian psychiatrist. He died in 2004. He had four kids with his first wife and would eventually divorce his wife in 1979 to pursue a relationship with his patient, Michelle Smith, the co-writer of Michelle Remembers. Wow. Uh-huh. Sometimes you gotta um, take, you gotta, you gotta do it, right, guys? <laughs> he's about uh, to risk it all, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Michelle Smith began seeing Doctor Pazder up uh, professionally, not like so, not like dating, but like seeing as as a, do- a doctor in 1976, uh, which is kind of like I think that's like a big, that's a big like ethical problem right off the bat. Is that I, I'm pretty sure psychiatrists aren't supposed to date their patients. I think that's like, I don't know. Does yeah. that 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 presents an ethical problem, right? I, w- I would think yeah. so. Yeah. It's yeah. conflict of interest. This... Also, what I don't understand the difference between like you say professionally, but it's still romantic. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. What do you mean? What no, you I, said... I meant I meant in 1970 in 1976. That's when I, I wrote down scene, but I meant that they weren't dating yet. He, oh, she was seeing oh, him oh. as a as a as a oh, psychiatrist. Were, like like me. Yeah. wise. OK, yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. bad. My bad. Yeah. I, I got that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, she was seeking uh, treatment for depression after suffering a miscarriage. Again, weird that that's how this all started, just because there's some, like, psychosexual shit going on there. Yeah. Uh, eventually, she would tell Dr. Pazder that she had a secret to tell him, but couldn't remember what it was, uh, which is a very, uh, you know, uh, weird thing to confess, I guess. Yeah. Uh, soon after this session, and during a different session, Michelle screamed for 25 minutes straight. No way. Jesus. No, that's, that's not a, possible. That's, that's a long nice. time. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Uh, once she was done screaming, she began talking in the voice of a five-year-old for the rest of the session. This led to Dr. Pazder's breakthrough and what the book Michelle Remembers uh, advocates, not advocates, but uh, claims to have discovered. Uh, it's called the Recovered Memory Therapy. Uh, according to Dr. Pazder, he has spent over 600 hours hypnotizing Michelle to discover what was happening. He, quote, uncovered... 
that she had been repressing memories of the satanic ritual abuse she had gone through at the hands of her mother when she was five years old. So she's talking as a five-year-old because, uh, you know, that's when all the abuse happened. Which I think this is like kind of uh, uh, bleeds into DID, which is like another kind of uh, a diagnosis. Um, some rituals only lasted a couple hours, uh, while others stretched over months. And we'll go over, I'm going to get into a little bit more detail, um, on the rituals that she went through, uh, she said later. These sessions were recorded and together they wrote Michelle Remembers. Um, the book was published in a series of articles, uh, at first in both People and uh, National Enquirer, which is weird that like, it's like, was the National Enquirer like taken more seriously back then? I don't like, I I don't get it. In the se- I have no idea in the seventies. I just mm. think, cause when did, when did they start writing about Batboy? I don't know. Like I, my, <laughs> my whole life, it seems like, like, I feel like I've always, I've always associated the National Enquirer with Batboy. So I don't know. Um, Go, go ahead, Chris. I, I'm just surprised it's still in print yeah <laughs> like it just like you go to the grocery store and like that shit's still there <laughs> it's still there yeah is is a uh, damn that's right actually uh just so i i have that right uh identity disorder is that what you're talking about D- yeah the, like that there's i think that like they this is this is before uh dissociative identity disorder was like that's actually is, a, yeah. like a uh, in the dmv mm-hmm. or D- dmv dvm um, dmv but uh yeah, MVD. <laughs> the DMV. i hate that place yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so I the, the, this is a different thing, but uh we'll we'll go over we'll go over it in a little bit. Okay. Um the the uh let's go over what the book actually says. So, uh there's pretty wild stuff in the book. Um uh Michelle as a 5-year-old and younger was forced to witness human sacrifice. Uh she was rubbed with baby's blood. Um she was tortured, sexually assaulted and locked in a cage. And uh the final ritual took place in 1955. It lasted 81 days. Uh, Satan was actually summoned to Earth during the ritual right in front of Michelle. Jesus, Mary, and the Archangel Michael came down and personally sent Satan back down to hell. And the, the while they were down there, they also healed Michelle from all of her scars of the abuse and blocked her memories. And this is in the book, quote, until the time was right. Can I just... Can I just say something? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> I was like, like, why, I, like, like, why, why? Come on, Jesus. Like, like, seriously, you're not going to be like, all right, we're going to still leave a little bit of hint of that, that pain. Just take it all away, man. Come on. That, that, and this that, is that's like, all this I wanted is, to say. That's all I wanted to say. Well, and this is like a, it's really weird because this is like a thing where like this doctor is presenting this as like, I've discovered this new version of therapy and I, I don't know. Are we supposed to believe the fact that she saw Satan, or is this all part of like the therapy? Like, what what are we yeah, supposed the, to believe? He's like hypnotizing like somebody yeah. into maybe this weird state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so remember the conversation we had um, at the end of Unit Seven Thirty One Part Two uh, about kind of humanity's shifting away from from credulity. Yeah, 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 and maybe that's the way that people are fundamentally different now than they were back in you know the World War II era. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think this is a really good example. Like, if this book came out today, I yeah. don't know that it would precipitate you know the same type of like 
hysteric reaction. That oh, it I don't did. think it, it, yeah. if it did, it, it wouldn't. It would be like a like people would just see it as a fiction book. Like I don't think even like yeah, the, even like the most right wing people wouldn't be like, wow, I can't believe Satan really came down. Like I, you know, I, I don't think they'd do that. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I yeah. mean, you can't. <laughs> there would be some. Would, <laughs> yeah, someone. There'd be a Trumper out there. Yeah. But like the, ben the general public, and that's why large. we have to fight Satan. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I don't I like uh, that one. I don't know. I guess I guess it's it's too bad we'll never know. Um hey, but the, can, uh, the book... can we get a Ben Shapiro monkey? Like we... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I appreciate facts over or over no, but I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate facts over feelings. <laughs> no. Okay, no. Uh, the no, no, listeners no. are gonna stop listening after that <laughs> point. They're it. gonna um Okay, Sorry, let's talk the, the the book's effect on the public. Um it was very nearly an instant bestseller. Made both of the authors a lot of money, as several companies fought for the paperback publishing rights. Which I'm not sure if that means that they had to get a separate publisher, because it was a hardback initially, and then I guess they needed a separate publisher for paperback. And a lot of company, a lot of different publishers wanted those rights. Yeah. Um, Is that a thing? I guess. I mean, that's all I can think of. I mean, I'm not um, a book guy, but I mean, I'm a book guy. I'm not a book book guy. I'm not a book guy. You know what I'm saying? You're a, no. you're a, you're a three you're you're a book guy. You're a three problems or three body no, problem guy. I'm now. not. A, I'm a well. I've, I'm a book guy, but I'm not a. I don't know the book laws. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I don't know God, you know, I'm I'm a book guy, but I'm not a book guy guy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, Smith appeared on Oprah. This is Michelle Smith. I told some of her stories from the book. And Oprah, uh, which is something that she would continue to do pretty much throughout her entire career, accepted everything uh, uncritically. Just kind of like, oh, wow, I can't believe you saw Satan. Yeah. Um, Just a very very quick aside about Oprah. mm -hmm. Um, So I went to a place in Napa today called uh, called Model Bakery. Model Bakery has very special uh, English muffins that they make fresh in-house. And the Model Bakery English muffins have been on Oprah's, like, My Favorite Things list oh. for, like, the past four years in a row. And they're fine. Are they good? Yeah. And she's not wrong. Oh, okay. She's not so wrong. They're, they're good. Okay. Not wrong. What's special about them? They're fire. Okay, they're fire. <laughs> That's all I can tell you is they're okay. fire. Um, I also, uh, very quickly, um, I hope Oprah starts Oprah's Wook Club instead of oprah's book club i'm surprised that hasn't happened yet um i feel like oh shit there's a hashtag is that is that, that. Is that where, I'm is still, that where I'm not... they like she reviews locations that have the best ground scores um and and headies yes okay uh, <laughs> I... um the book was heavily scrutinized almost immediately um the mention of the church of satan had to be removed after anton levey you know, he's still alive at this point threatened to sue um several psychiatrists questioned the validity of the tapes they made uh no, that the recording sessions between the two of them um no records could be found for several of the of the events in the book a uh, brutal car crash was in the book and and people kind of like i mean there would be records of that somewhere and they they couldn't find any um uh the same year it was published smith's father spoke to a magazine where he unilaterally denied everything in the book uh he did not you know, he's obviously said that his mother, that his wife was not trying to summon Satan, not try successfully summon Satan in their house. Uh, and Smith's mother couldn't say anything because she died in 1964. Or did mm-hmm. she? Yeah. Or did she? <laughs> Maybe she was taken yeah. body and soul to hell as the queen of hell. It could yeah. be. Uh, uh, recovered memory therapy and the book 
was completely discredited within a few years of its publishing. But the wheel was already spinning. So let's talk about the the, the one of the bigger effects of the book. This is when uh, they called this section Panic Rising. Um, Loves there it. Were, what's that? Loves it. Love the title. <laughs> there were a couple of other things happening when this book came out. Um, keep in mind, these are just theories of what could have potentially happened, uh, led to the satanic panic. You know, it's, it's a culture thing. It's a society thing. So you can't say for sure, but, um, these are, these are what, uh, uh, reputable scholars have pointed to as, as, as some of the potential causes. Um, the first one is women were going to work more and more. This is the beginning of the 1980s. Um, children were not constantly at home with their mothers, um, so uh, once again, the psychotic work mentality in this country is to blame. Um, but yeah, I, I know that like uh, uh, places like Japan have a real like work issue as well. But I think the early '80s is when like conservatives were very successful in taking it like the idea of being proud of your work uh, union mentality and just changing it to be just being proud of working, which is oh, really fucking dumb. Yeah, that's the wrong angle. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that th- this is when that kind of idea was really starting to flourish. Um, so people were working more, less time with their kids, less time just in general to, uh, to have with themselves. Yeah. Um, the the religious right was on its way up. Uh, Reagan was heading to the presidency. Um, regulations were slain for the sake of profits, which saw, you know, uh, in the immediate short term, an economic boom. Uh, we're currently living, living through the actual effects of that boom. Uh, they brought uh, American evangelicism right along with them. So I'm not sure if it was ever cool to be like Christian, but it, I think this is the time when it got, when it got the closest, right? Dude, to being, it was to being sick. Like... No, it was cool. We <laughs> went to we went to we went to that school, dude. We were the tightest mm-hmm. motherfuckers you ever met. That's you know true, how much yeah. pussy yeah. I was getting when I was six years? Oh wait, no, it wasn't six. <laughs> Sorry, it was a little bit older. Well, that, the, we went to Catholic school. This is specifically Christian. Uh, yeah. and this is it's important. This is like Protestantism in America. This yeah, is very. No, uh, I know. <laughs> and we're we're gonna get to that towards the end here. Um, okay, but that doesn't that doesn't downplay the fact that we were sick as fuck back when we were Catholic true. in Catholic school. We were we were we were the the Catholic TikTokers before TikTok was around. Yeah, yeah. Dude. It it was like you remember the movie Cruel Intentions. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot like that. Yeah, we were having sex were with like our stepsisters. Yeah, yeah. And we were eight. <laughs> yeah, and doing coke. Sarah oh, Michelle yeah. Gellar was trying to seduce me all the time. Yeah, dude, oh, I wouldn't I'm... be complaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I I agree. I mean, if. She, if she wants to seduce any of us right now, well, maybe not. I got you guys are yeah. married. Okay, I'll take, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I, I, I got this. Guys. I got this. All right. <sighs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sex abuse cases were slowly trickling into the news. Uh, the idea of news itself was changing and adapting to a younger <laughs> audience. Uh, the '90s is when the um, Catholic Church stuff really came out, but uh, there were some stories in the '80s. So you have these sex uh, sex abuse uh, stories that are in the news now, and then you have some like. Uh, some rumors about uh, sex abuse cases within the church. So that's kind of mixing sex and church already. Um, life. I put this in, I put this in parentheses, some, some of the sentence. So life was in quotes in general, good. And then it quotes again for some people <laughs> like um, some white people were able to take advantage of the eighties boom. Uh, the cold war was pretty melty. I don't know if that means it's good. Like I, what I'm saying is the cold war was like, was winding down so not that if if it's melty sounds like it's heating up which sounds like it's getting worse well melty also sounds like pretty tight because like yeah yeah yeah. you ever take like i felt pretty melty and i felt good (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. when when the butter is melting that's when you're starting to feel it yeah the butter is starting to melt yeah um uh this is the point no no one's gonna get that that's fine fine. (laughs) uh 
this is a point I'm going to make in an episode of I Hate the 90s, uh, but people needed something to be afraid of. Um, the wars in Asia were in the rearview mirror. Um, the CIA was just getting started on creating Al-Qaeda. <laughs> so they like there was no real war to look at other than the Cold War, which, again, was kind of like uh, at its most uh, tepid. Tepid, yeah, thank you. Ooh, uh, so people, you know, they just said, hey, Satan will do. We'll look at Satan. Okay. Um, Michelle remembers drops right in the center of this giant cultural shift. Suddenly people are seeing Satanists and child sacrifices everywhere. Um, and they think we've got to stop these dang Satan worshippers. <laughs> um, it became so popular in this climate that police began using the book as a training manual for new recruits. So this book comes out. Uh, it's popular, and the cops immediately start using it to look to, to look for signs of Satan worshippers in their communities. Uh, this won't be a That's shock, insane. but the cops uh, mm-hmm. were dumb back then, too. Mm-hmm. Um, although the book is disputed the year it came out and fully discredited, uh, you know, uh, I think by 1983, uh, it was too late because Satan had arrived in the Great Satan U.S. Nice. of A. Very nice. Love that. <laughs> um <laughs> All right, this is the this is the big one. This is uh, the event that most people think about when they think of the Satanic Panic, and that is the uh, McMartin Preschool, uh, I guess, trial. Is that McDonald's? No, it's McMartin. This is before McDonald's. Mm. This, I'm, I'm just kidding. It's not before McDonald's. Yeah, I was hoping the, Mc, the McMartin's like a like a Satanic Panic sandwich that they mm. sold. So, yeah, it's, a... <laughs> it's no, it's it's just it's just <laughs> the. Um, Oh God! No, I was gonna, I was thinking the McVeigh, but it's the LeVay. <laughs> it's like the McLeVay. Yeah, yeah, McVeigh is, is someone else. That's the McLeVay. Um, uh, this is the name of the school, and uh, of a school, and I believe it's something that every American has heard of. Heard of? You probably have heard the name McMartin Preschool just in the background of your life living in America. It is a very big event that you know people talked about for a long time. Still talk about. Uh, still studied to this day because well we'll go over why. Um, I know we have listeners abroad, so I'm just trying to correctly describe this. Uh, maybe maybe some Americans or most Americans don't know the actual details anymore, but the name the name McMartin Preschool is still out there. Okay, uh, let's get the setting set up. The year is 1983, and the location is Manhattan Beach, California. Is that close to you, Chris? I don't I don't know where Manhattan Beach is. No, I think it's it's SoCal, isn't it? Mm. Okay. Uh, this is now one of the wealthiest areas in the country. And it was like, I don't know if it was like like in the top five or top ten back then, but it was also very, very wealthy back then, too. Uh, the medium home price now is $1.5 million. That's cool. Affordable. Wow. Uh, again, I'm going to point to the no more bad guys psychology. Because uh, the, the fewer problems you have or worries the more problems you will create yourself. Like if you, if you have a fuck ton of money and you don't really have to worry about like surviving or like money in general, you're going to, you're going to look for, you know, a new things to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, also a reaction to seeing like suffering around you, but still enjoying the excesses you were lucky to land on. You're just kind of like, well, well it's, it's what made me think of it uh, when I read this in, in the New York times article was like, uh, like uh, the idea of uh, white privilege where it's like, not the idea of white privilege, the some people's reaction where it was like, well, I, I hey, I've suffered. I'm, I'm white and I didn't have an easy life. That kind of thing. Right. It's, it's the same thing. It's the weird philosophy. It's a justification yeah. of that. You worked hard, but that doesn't yeah, yeah, equate yeah. to actually being oppressed or right, suffering right, in your right. life. Yeah. 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 Um, in the summer of 1983, uh, Judy Johnson filed a police report that alleged 
her son had been abused at the school. She accused Ray Bucky, a uh, grandson of the founders of the Warren Preet School, of sodomizing her son. I think that Ray was a teacher there. Um, she also accused her estranged husband of doing the same. Um, it cannot be confirmed what the son said about all this. Some sources said that he denied it, and some sources said that he confirmed it. So it's it's you can't it's it's hard to tell. I, have, I don't know if he's still alive. That's but. what I was going to ask. Do they have? Is there is there a, a video recording of any of his interviews or anything like that? No, no, no. They, I don't think so. They, they, well, maybe because there are video recordings of like a lot of kids, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll get to that in a minute. I, I I don't know what her son says now or if he's still even still alive. Yeah, but. If he's still alive. Okay. Um, she also said that uh, Ray could fly in the air. <laughs> the school staff sense. had sex with animals, and that Peggy Mar- McMartin Bucky, Ray's mother and the administrator of the school, uh, drilled a child. This is in quotes. Drilled a child under the arm, and so I, there was no more details on that. So I guess yeah. like used a hand drill on a ch- kid. No, 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 that's not what it is. <laughs> what is, what is it? Go ahead, Chris. I'm just thinking of um, what is it? Crenellation, frenellation. Oh yeah, uh, that's not it. But what is it called, Sean? Trepidation, uh, not trepidation. Tre- oh oh, uh, tre- trepanation. 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 There drill. we go. No. If you want to know more about that, listen to our trepanation episode. Um. No. It's. It was a. It's a disgusting thing. It's um. You know, the, it was an armchair. It wasn't under the arm. This is all sodomizing. This is this oh. is what this is what they're saying here. That's so what I'm you're saying to, like, the drill. Okay, the dr- the drilling is the sodomy. Got it. Is the is the act and uh, gotcha. Yeah, you you should know this. But I was saying is like that he Ray could fly in the air. Do you think they had sex with animals in the air? Because like that Ooh, seems like, like or, way or more they had fun. sex with they had sex with animals that could like eagles and yeah. shit. No, that's no. Do they? They had sex with snakes on a plane. <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! That was how they did it. That was how it happened. Yeah. Also. Damn. I do want to just point out that I'm pretty sure I just said that it'd be more fun to have sex with animals in the air, and I don't advocate having sex with animals <laughs> or in the air. Well, yeah, Sean's getting pretty bored of having sex with the ground animals. Like he wants to. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Sean is a is a member of the the Mile High Barn. <laughs> you know, like you, you know how you're like walking around like just like any day and you're looking up and you're like, ah, those fucking birds. And you're looking at them and you're like, God, I wish I could just, and that's it. You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Sexy ass bird, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you're editing this, right? So you're cutting everything I just set out from yeah. at least a minute ago. All I'm going to use this. I'm going to use this as, I'm going to use this part as the preview. I know this is a main <laughs> episode, but I'm still going to make a separate episode where it's just you time having sex. With animals. Okay. Well, I'm just trying um, to make it clear. Okay. I'm just trying to, uh, I hate to say it, Sean, but remember Pokey Fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually that. funny. This, this... Fucking! <laughs> yep. But... Sean, I guess we should explain. Sean had a whole line of Pokemon that he called Pokey Fuckers. Yeah, but you weren't one... actually fucking the Pokemon. I think the Pokemon and there was... were fucking you. Yeah, yeah. And there was a there was, there was was coughing, but instead of coughing, he was he fucking. Was fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Ejaculation attack. No. <laughs> it's super effective. Hey, um, just but... so we're clear. This was like a while ago. <laughs> this wasn't yeah, yeah it's, like, it's been it's been several weeks. Okay, so yeah. let's, let's just this is like last was, year. I was like, yeah, it was that was a while ago. It was it was pandemic. We weren't thinking clearly. You know how it goes. Um, no, I was fourteen, maybe twelve. Okay, okay. It was yeah, it was fourteen, maybe twelve days. 12 weeks ago, right. I was uh, weeks. Um, but cool. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the police's totally normal and chill response to this. And once again. One of the allegations that they are taking seriously is that Ray could fly in the air. Um, 
It's pretty obvious, uh, but the cops take allegations of people being able to fly very seriously. Uh, they sent letters to 200 families of the school asking for help with their investigation, which again, well, I'll cover that. And I here is the um, uh, quote. This is a quote of, let me see, of why the police chief at the time, I didn't get his name, wanted the families to fill out this questionnaire. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but to protect the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused, this inquiry is necessary, the police chief wrote. Oh, sorry, this is a direct quote from the article I read. Sorry, from the New York Times mm-hmm. article. Um, describing describing alleged sex crimes. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a, vict- has been a witness to any crime or if she, she or he has been a victim. Um, the letter... And this is what someone else said. Uh, this is again from the article from New York Times. The letter was a model of not what of what not to do, said John Myers, a professor at the University of California, Hastings, and a lawyer who represents child victims of abuse. The authors also asked therapists to interview hundreds of children. They questioned them for hours at a time, often asking leading and suggestive questions, he said. We, as professionals, were very, uh, very singularly ill-equipped, Mr. Myers said. Nobody had thought about proper forensic interviews in these situations. Right. Uh, so that's just that's that. But what I just read is directly from the NYT uh, article. But yeah, so basically they so, they did everything they were supposed they're not supposed to do. I can imagine like yeah. these uh, leading questions with like double and triple negatives. So yeah, mm-hmm. is isn't it not true that they did not <laughs> not touch you not in this place? Didn't yeah. And then when the child says no, then it means like yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, the response is. Oh, Whoa. That was, was, that, was that the response? <laughs> no, <laughs> perfect timing. No, it was good timing. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh. The 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 answer to that question, Chris, is actually um. Uh. Can I go home? Looney Tunes starts at four. That was the answer to the. Yeah. <laughs> so which I means just yes. Wanna, I, what I do want to say about this though is I think it's interesting that you're literally asking children these questions because mm-hmm. this is like, like what do you expect from this? You know, it's not. In, in my mind, it just isn't the best thing to do. And these, I mean, it's not, you want to ask your kid this question, obviously. You, you want to be clear if your kid is getting abused, but it's just interesting that, like, like they just throw that out there. It's like they're, they're children. Like, it's not like it's going to be some direct answer with this, especially with well, yeah. the point Chris is making. Well, and I, f- I found the actual letter that they sent home. And um, I was going to add it on, but I, it was honestly a lot to read. And I didn't want to I didn't want to read something after I just read something from an article. So um, basically, the letter assumes that Ray is guilty, just assumes off the bat that he's guilty, mm-hmm. uh, asks parents like. So what the letter does is it not only like it, it's asking these uncomfortable questions, but it like it, it's basically asking, hey, did Ray do this to your kids, too? That's the that's the like tone of assumed, it. Yeah. 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 Um, it asks parents to ask their children about their about their genitals and sodomy, and this once again, this is their preschool children. Wow. Um, Judy Judy Johnson, the original accuser, where this all comes from, was diagnosed with schizophrenic paranoia. Uh, she died in 1986 from acute alcoholism. I'm only mentioning this part now because she died while the trial, uh, while the preliminary trial was still going on. The actual trial hadn't even started yet. But it was still going to go full, full steam ahead. So interestingly, I mean, this kind of reminds me a little bit about, um, well, it's it's like, uh, I wonder, are we engaging in like victim blaming? Because mm-hmm. I can imagine a situation where maybe Judy Johnson was like sexually abused as a child, but right. all of the Satan stuff was completely off base, right? Yeah, it's true. Um, okay. And so 
God, I don't know. I thinking about it. I mean, the fact that she struggled with mental illness and substance abuse, like that seems that there could very likely have been some fucked up shit in her childhood. Yeah. And, and I don't, I, I guess I, I don't want to paint the paint with such a broad brush that you can't, but like there are people who have like schizophrenic paranoia, or schizophrenia that are totally like fine and don't make up stories about people flying. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. Like, yeah. But the whole Satan angle, I think. Yeah. It's is, strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so sorry. Don't don't mean to uh, to uh, blame the mentally ill, obviously. Uh, but yeah, um, it was just uh, th- this was never really considered in their investigation. David um, saying blame the mentally ill. I yeah, think. that's what I, that's, that's, that's what, exactly what, what I'm David, saying. That's what David saying. Um, um, that's not is that what Chris is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I think it's. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to look at the, you know, like um, I wonder if like how these types of things are investigated now and which is to say like if people are showing signs of mental illness like how do you parse um like what what you think is verifiable with what is like yeah, you can't you can't you can't real. just not believe yeah. them but yeah. at yeah. the same time if you're accusing someone of flying i don't know like that's yeah. yeah and this was i mean this was a long time a long time before um crouching tiger hidden dragon so people didn't really <laughs> like they didn't really know I, about the flying shit yet. yeah it's before we prove that you can actually fly <laughs> yeah 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 it's true um god i want to see that movie yeah, that's a good movie uh, a good i haven't seen it movie. since i was i haven't seen it like since i was a teenager but i should watch it again i watched hero again recently which i which is a great movie as well also I mean, good, but it's a piece of it's national oh yeah, propaganda. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the hero is giant <laughs> Chinese is Chinese propaganda, but it's still very it's very very good Chinese propaganda. Yeah. Um. All right. So um, where was I? Okay. In the years between the accusation and trial, different news organizations were eager to report uh, on it a lot and often. Uh, we do see this a lot today, where there is a story that doesn't have much meat. But uh, it's drawing viewers. So, like, news companies or corporations will happily stretch out details in any way they can. You know, like, uh, this includes experts, hearsay, and downright speculation. Uh, you see this a lot on the news. You uh, it, it, Just pretty much with every big story, right? Like, the, every, every time, like, I mean, it's kind of hard to point to anything with Trump because tr- everything Trump did was a big story. But even with even with those, yeah. they, they stretched. Like, I think Stormy Daniels was covered for, like, like four months straight. An like, just wild. unnecessary amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, hundreds of children's were, children were interviewed by the Children's Institute International. This is run by social worker Key McFarlane, who uh, either invented or popularized the method of using a doll to show where the victim was abused. Is that, so this is really that's the this person. is where it comes from. Yeah. Okay. Um, in the end, which I don't think they do that anymore. I can't imagine they do that still. I, th- I don't think that's no. They, not they after do. that episode of South Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they they do. I actually went to the doctor the other day, and and they were like, "Tell me where the cholesterol hurts you." And I was like, "Well, I don't know. We'll check my blood." <laughs> where, did, where, where, where did the five guys hurt you? That's, that's... <laughs> and I said, "Right here." When I didn't chew it enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the end, this institute claimed that 360 kids had been abused by the employees of the school. From one school, 360 kids had been abused. Um, a, cl- a clinical psychologist named Michael P. Maloney reviewed tapes of these interviews. Uh, he was highly critical of the techniques that were used to interview the kids. He said that they were improper, directive, and coercive. Um, oh, he said, sorry, they were, they were either improper, directive, or coercive, and sometimes all three. Hmm. Uh, others who watched the tapes remarked at how much uh, talking the adults did versus how much how little talking the children did. 
Three right, spoke so for them of, essentially. Yeah, a lot of a lot of like a lot of leading questions, I imagine. Yeah. Here's just a fun little bit. Uh, Michelle Smith and Lawrence Pazder, authors of you know, at, oh, sorry, authors of at this point the completely discredited Michelle Remembers met with parents and provided support. So their book had been dragged through the mud at this point. This is like in the mid-1980s. Uh, their names have been ruined in, in uh, the field of like psychiatry, uh, but they still came and uh, offered support to the parents who were happy to talk with them. Jeez, yeah. um, trial began on July 13th, 1987. So this is four years later. So this is uh, up in... The accusation was in 1983, and they had about four years of just interviews, investigation, shit like that. And keep in mind that the press has been all over the story from the beginning. This is going. This is pretty much the trial of of the century before, like, oh, I, I think OJ took that spot eventually. But this is before OJ, so people were very, very interested in the outcome of this trial. Um, Peggy Martin, Ray Bucky, and five others were charged with 115 counts of child abuse. Yeah. Later, this would be bumped up to 321 counts uh, and 48 uh, different children. So I don't know how they went from like 360 to 48 kids. I guess I guess they picked the kids they thought they could prove. I, I don't. But yeah, the ones I, they coerced, they tricked. Like I said, I don't believe any of this happened. So I don't know how you pick yeah. like like imaginary from imaginary. But yeah, yeah. Um, this was uh, after almost two years of preliminary interviews. Um, the five others I mentioned uh, caught a lucky break in 1986 when a new district attorney took over the, took over the case and called the evidence incredibly weak. Um, he called it weak because it was. Uh, and so the five were let go, but Peggy Martin and Ray Bucky were still going to be taken to trial. Uh, I... Uh, I called this section legal uh, witness tampering because it's just very interesting. Uh, the prosecution was allowed seven, seven, seven different medical witnesses to answer questions about the trauma and harm caused to kids. The defense lined up seven of their own medical witnesses to refute the claims of the prosecution when the judge ordered them to cut their list down to one to save time. <laughs> so it's, What the fuck? It's, it's, Jesus. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So here's the prosecution's case. Um, they showed several interview tapes. Uh, they had several witnesses testify. Again, witnesses, this is uh, like like professional witnesses. The, the, there was no witness to actually see this stuff happen. Um, however, they lacked a, and they also, they, they lacked a single shred of physical evidence. So this, this was before DNA testing, um, but they didn't have uh, anything. They didn't have fingerprints, any blood, no physical bruises on the kids, like nothing physical. Um, the tone of their case was, um, this is so big and crazy and terrible, it has to be true. Uh, which is probably, you know, pretty nuts. Uh, the defense's case, they, they uh, again, uh, relied on the fact that there was no physical evidence. They had a medical, one medical witness. Um, they had a lot of testimonies from the kids. Oh, they pointed out that a lot of the testimonies from kids were wildly inconsistent. Um, some just told easily disproved lies while others told fantastical stories that defied the laws of science and physics. Um, this is about three years or four years after the initial uh, allegation. So some of the kids had grown up a bit and admitted that they were, they were either lying or, ha or led to lie. So some of the kids got older and said, yeah, this never happened. Um, a big problem for the defense was how much media attention this had gotten. The point of the trial was no longer to prove guilt beyond reasonable doubt. The defense had to prove that their clients didn't do something which is, you know, a much more difficult task. I mean, like proving proving something that, that, that doesn't exist is very, very hard. 
Yes, it is. It's um, for me, it does. I agree. The f- yeah, exactly. The first <laughs> trial lasted until 1990, so three years. This trial, um, Peggy McMartin was acquitted on all accounts. After the trial, she had to appeal to the state to get her teacher's uh, license back, which she was successful at that. So she was able to go back to teaching okay. or administrating the school, I guess. Uh, Ray Bucky was acquitted on all but 13 charges. Of those 13, he was given another trial for six charges. And that trial began in 1990. Uh, May 1990, sorry. In July of that, of that year, the, the second trial ended in a hung jury, at which point the prosecution chose not to pursue another trial. So, you know, everything turned out great. They just lost, like, almost a decade of their lives, too. And, I mean, I can't imagine how much money. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting that shit. Jesus Christ, man. Um, um, did either of them get a book deal out of it, at least? <laughs> I don't know. I should, I should have looked into that. I, I don't know what Ray, Ray Bucky is doing now. I didn't look into do, what happened to him after the trial. Do you do you remember? This is, this is something, like, I know a little bit about the Satanic Panic stuff and this actual trial i remember reading about this a little bit a long time ago but um there was allegations of like tunnels under the the school yeah or the facility yeah right? I, I, and, and, and flushing that children notes. down the toilets where are the kids they sacrificed what happened to their like bodies uh flushing down the toilet was one thing that they heard i heard yeah also there were supposed there were supposedly like symbols in the tunnels underneath the school like very satanic symbols but there's no but, evidence um, of any of that obviously i don't i don't think like, either of those things came up in the actual trial because it's kind of silly but yeah okay. the, the toilet thing is really funny th- th- this one also that I, I do remember this one of the abusers was a famous person and do you did you hear about this before I even say what? it? I want to see Chuck uh-uh. Norris. Mm. Chuck Norris was named he, he was as one ab- of the abusers. Abuser, yes. Oh, wow. did he yeah. teach that school? I have or is no this idea. A different case? I just, I, okay. No, no. I, I don't. I don't remember. This is too far back to remember. I'm, I'm sure we could look this up, but I I just remember something about that and Chuck Norris being named as an abuser. That's it. That's all I know. I just it's it, obviously ridiculous i mean I yeah hope, you know but, but uh um is, is chuck norris on the flight logs i wonder like that'd be interesting oh, to see. i don't think so but Ooh, <laughs> damn too soon no the the only thing <laughs> chuck norris would be on the flight log for is they'd have him there and then he he roundhouse kicks chill kids he doesn't do anything other than that he's like no he doesn't he, he goes there and he he beats up uh 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 jeffrey epstein that's that's what he does yeah that's, that's actually that's, fair yeah if, if he yeah <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I think that I heard that Chuck Norris is actually a huge asshole in real life, so I don't want to make him sound cooler than he is. That's also um, a good point. Um, you know who needs to beat Jeffrey Epstein's ass? Satan? Xena <laughs> Warrior Princess. Oh, yeah. There you go. Because her Cause show was on like around the, the same, same time yeah, as Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you confusing Chuck Norris with uh, Kevin Sorbo? No. I'm talking oh, okay, about Xena okay. Warrior matches. Princess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Matches. Okay, for oh for Walker, I was thinking of Hercules, but Walker Texas Ranger. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Oh, okay. Hercules. Yes, you said Her- wrong, Hercules. <laughs> um, uh, okay, it's just I just found out what happened to Bucky after the trial. Bucky went to law school. Um, he later changed his name and relocated to the north to the Pacific Northwest. So he oh, is. Oh, we'll go see him when we move there. <laughs> we'll we'll oh, yeah. look for him. <laughs> and it looks like Virginia went back to teaching, or she and Render successfully. Oh, so Virginia sued. One of the parents for slander in '91, and uh, they won, but they were only awarded one dollar each. So it was like a, it was like a, <laughs> what the fuck? It was, it was a that, it, consolation prize. 
no case the cases do that when like the the main point of the trial is like a is like sending a message like rather than okay. like actual monet that, that yeah. i've heard like, of that happening before like, like it was ridiculous so you yeah. win yeah and then here's a dollar yeah yeah like um, on judge judy i remember that yeah <laughs> <laughs> was it judge no. judy that they, they think, did it? i don't think it was judge judy no <laughs> she uh, had never done that before <laughs> Virginia died in 1995 at 88 after suffering a series of strokes. All right. That's sad. Um, oh, wait. So that was Virginia Martin. I'm getting this is really confused. I'm just going to stop now. But that was the mother of the of Peggy who had been accused. So that was, that was the mother. Um, the Peggy Martin, the actual one who was on trial, died of se- in uh, 2000 at the age of 74. But she was like uh, okay, the so, daughter of the original or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, okay. Whoa, did you get, you get that math? So <laughs> died and, okay, at, at the age of 88 in 1994, and yeah. then died at the age of 77 in 2000? Yeah, her daughter died. Right, Whoa. so but was Wait, she, was, was Virginia like a teen mom or something? Uh, let's see, well, because she, she was 74. What's the math? Because if she crunch, died in 95 and she was 88. So crunch those numbers. That means that. But yeah, I wasn't thinking that. She might have been 15 and pregnant. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Damn. I'm not a mathematician, but shit. <laughs> I watch MTV sometimes. <laughs> uh, the last section I have here is the aftershocks of the McMartin trial. Um, let's see here. This is what I get uh, the, the trial episode after I end. <laughs> this is where this is pretty much what's going to lead into the episode of I hate the 90s. This is like this is what this is when like the shit in the 90s. This is what led to the shit in the 90s. Um, the trial and media coverage encouraged thousands of police reports. Parents who are confident that their child was going through similar ordeals that definitely happened. Oh, I, I meant to say that when you read your own notes, you forget that you type things sarcastically sometimes. So yeah, I, I don't read it that way. <laughs> yeah, I do that. <laughs> um, most of these incredibly serious. Most of these were incredibly serious. So you'll see in a moment. Uh, many of them went unsolved. Obviously, um, the more reports that were made, uh, the more coverage it got. Um, speaking of, uh, I said they were taken seriously. Um, the police, uh, they took it very seriously. Sorry, I got mixed on my notes. I mean, this wasn't some small issue is like police brutality sarcasm? or systematic racism. <laughs> that, that, this is, uh, yeah, not, it's still sarcasm, yeah. Um, but a new, an entire new industry popped up, uh, battling Satanists. Uh, cops had, uh, there were these companies or people that would go around the country putting on seminars and conferences with the goal of identifying and protecting oneself against Satanists or just uh, directly teaching the cops how to fight Satanists. Um, they right. included what holy artifacts to bring and different symbols to identify. How did, yeah. how, how so, deep did that actually go though? Were there actual, like, I mean, the, were so there like, people were these carrying semin- fucking crucifix? Like, like, I don't know, wild. but what, with, with this, with this, like this, this whole, uh, uh, seminar, uh, specifically two cops like conferences is like an entire industry now and they may not teach about satanism like now but like this is what led this is the the beginning of it is that they, the the, uh, the our government would pay mm, for our, for cops insane. to go to these conferences you know what and I, they still now 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 it's more about like weapon handling or like the, a warrior's mindset or some bullshit like yeah. that but yeah but you know what they definitely didn't teach them how to use ghost huh. bullets they didn't. Nope, they definitely they didn't. didn't. Need, that. That's 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 your business, Sean. It's that's my that, that's job. What you can teach. I should teach them how mm-hmm. to do that because they don't know. They don't know. And I'm not saying Satan is a ghost, <laughs> but he could be. There were a lot of other like uh, uh, related things. Like for example, like um, I don't know if you guys remember the PRMC. Is that, I think that's what it was called. The the Al Gore's uh, wife. What was her name? Tipper. 
Tipper. She led the uh, like the probe into like music that had used bad language, mm-hmm. and that was all a product of the Satanic Panic. Right. Um, also, uh, uh, just a bunch of different shit. Um, one of the biggest things that that uh, was a result of Satanic Panic is the uh, this kind of like um, put gasoline on the evangelical fire. So the religious right had taken over in the eighties, and uh, evangelicalism, Protestantism were both getting like more popular, but this stuff like made like really set it off. People went, started going back to church, started like, you know, uh, 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 looking to faith for answers. And so this is kind of like, as uh, when I said that this has like effects, we still see today. This is one of the effects we, we still see today is the gigantic evangelical population we have in this country. That's why we have mega churches now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Which, um, but yeah, uh, that's it. Like I said, the rest of it I'm gonna talk about. Uh, it deserves it deserves its own episode, and it's gonna be an I hate the '90s episode. So nice. And, um, but I guess there's only one question, guys. Uh, are, are we screwed? Fuck Joel Austin. Is that his name? Joel. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah. I don't know how to say his name, but yeah. <laughs> Joel Austin. He's so yeah. Funny. That's that's all I have to say about that. Um, it, we're we're screwed by the the aftershocks. Oh, you used that word already. Oh my god. Oh mm-hmm. my god. It's like it's like. It's like we're we're right here. It's it's like we wrote the notes together, David. It's like we're right there. Holding <laughs> oh my god! Did you guys write the notes together? <laughs> fucking best, best friend, motherfuckers. No, fuck no. I don't even help him fix his shit mic. Okay, I, I I don't. Um, your mic's not that shit. You oh, you both have the same mic. I'm sorry. Did I offend both yep. of the best friends together owning the same mic? Yeah. Not not unless uh, you offended yourself and David. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I For don't having think, owned the same mic no, before. No, st- oh, we did. Nope. Well, yeah, no, you're right. Fuck. All right, shut, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Okay. Sorry. Okay? That's all right. So I have to, I have to get mad at you because I don't connect with you on a friend level because I don't know what it's like to be David and you. I just, I don't know, guys. And you have to let it go and just be friends like you are. Best well, friend. if you, you know, if if you would kick it with me in the metaverse, Sean, then well, we're not. Maybe. We can't be. Don't, don't say it. Don't say the b word. Don't say. It. I, w- I wouldn't. Okay, we could good. be buddies. Okay. <laughs> we will be buddies. I'm gonna get that that sick ass game, and we're gonna get in there. And David's gonna get jealous, and then you guys can rekindle your friendship. But well, if David gets uh, jealous, then all you guys have to do is see each other in person. <laughs> or, you know. All right, guys, are we screwed from no, uh, from gonna... from Satanism? <laughs> nah. Okay. Well, I don't know. We what do you guys think? Off. What do you guys think about the Satanic things. Panic? Um. I'm still worried about Chuck Norris. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about that since I heard about it a long time ago and you brought this whole thing up. But no, there's no way we're screwed from the satanic panic because if we were screwed from the satanic panic, we would have already happened because of how long ago. I mean, you you, you were a, a fuck, an altar boy, right, David? Did you ever yeah. feel like there was any kind of... Um, I don't know the right word for this, but attention from, I mean, it was in the nineties, right? You were, you were Walter Boy in the nineties? Yeah. Too, okay. No. Uh, yeah. Late, Maybe late. 90s, late. Early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. D- did you ever feel any kind of, um, I'm like tension from that or at, I mean, you were a kid, I guess it's not fair to me. No, but the, 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 that's, I, I, I'm a bad source because the Catholic church didn't take this stuff very seriously. Did like they, it wasn't the Catholic church that was like 
really going after Satan in America. It was, like I said, well, in Protestant religions, just gen- you, in general, non-denominational Christianity. You know what an interesting point to bring up is, is uh, I guess when did, h- help me out, Satanic Panic timeline was post-70s, 80s, I guess? Or yeah, it, be, it began, and it began, uh, the Michelle Remembers was published in the 1980s, and the 1980s so, is when, is, uh, is when, like, uh, uh, we had a huge, uh, right-wing shift in this country so abusers though of of kids that could have been uh like oh that's another reason the catholic church ignored it because they didn't want they didn't want to bring attention to kids being abused like what what? that was that 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 was the point i was going to bring up because i know for sure that people have had these close encounters uh, oh, the, the the Catholic Church. There, there, are, there are records going back to like the fifties. So, well, yeah, that, 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 that's what I was going to say. My, yeah. I'll bring up my my dad, who was an altar boy. He wasn't, but he knows people that he, he was an altar boy, and he he knew a priest that was very uh, disgusting towards him, and yeah. had to yeah. physically avoid that. Otherwise, would have been, and knew people that did. And I don't want right. to go. I, I won't name any names of people. Actually, I probably don't even remember. But friends of family that knew people that possibly might have even um, taken their own life because of experiences from that time. So obviously, yeah. it's 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 been around. So I think this whole thing comes from that. It's like a it's yeah. a defense mechanism. We're more screwed from that shit from the Catholic Church yeah. itself in my opinion, than satanic panic. You know what I mean? I mean, shit, what's that whole documentary that I didn't watch that we talked about two years ago that Chris Chris mentioned uh, about the Catholic Church? I don't even fucking remember. Oh, the Keepers, yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Shit, see? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I agree. I I mean, like, if you want to take a macro view of this, like, I mean, uh, like I I said, this, this, uh, this time period and the events definitely um, helped uh what's helped uh speed up the right like the extreme right word shift this country took in the 70s and 80s uh but like i said i don't think you can blame like our near like fascist state solely on this like there's about a million other factors that are happening so i don't i i got i don't i don't think we're screwed specifically because of the satanic panic yeah word agreed yeah chris what do you think i think that there isn't likely to be another satanic panic in the same way. Yeah. That despite kind of the the presence and the power of evangelicals in the U.S., that I, I think it's on its way out, honestly. Uh-huh. And that instead of being more emboldened, that they'll it'll just kind of slowly fizzle out. Um, well, we saw that recently too, with like because like the Travis Scott Kate, Kate the Travis Scott concert. There was video evidence of what That's happened. Weird. So even that is like way more evidence than anything in the 80s. And we still didn't believe that it was Satan. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, you know, to speak to Sean's point, like the um, it, the, the, the Catholic Church will will screw us. Yeah. I think more. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I don't really know. It's I, I feel, again, I think it ties back into what we were talking about last time. I think people are just a, a lot more skeptical, mm-hmm. um, and but that doesn't mean that they're any less like they're any less given to mania. We just have to find out what the next what the next thing is. Is it going to be like science, like in the um, in those episodes of South Park where 
you know, the wars are no longer about religion. It's like what, yeah, what form of atheism, atheism yeah. is correct. Yeah. And I think that like, uh, especially in the early eighties, like I said earlier, there is a lot to this, like a lot of the, uh, almost every article I read about this, uh, pointed to the, like the, uh, the paradox of like comfortable living where like, if you are more comfortable, you're more likely to make up shit and be afraid of things that don't actually exist. And like, compared to the 1980s there are so many more people that are just fighting to survive that like they don't have time for imaginary shit like like this yeah yeah i think that's that's a good point yeah Uh, but yeah well that's we did it guys we covered it like i said this is that's not gonna be a second part we are gonna discuss it in uh i hate the 90s but yeah uh hope you guys you know learned a lot or didn't i don't i don't know i don't know how you're supposed to feel about this one I think well, we did it. That's what matters. Okay. We, we did it. Yeah, we, we did, did do it. it. And actually, Chuck Norris, if you can chime in, like, get, send us a DM and let us know if you did it. Actually, no. Oh, God. No, don't tell us you did it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Not like that. Just, oh, fuck. I don't know. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I guess that's it. Uh, bye, guys. Oh, details. Shit. I almost forgot the details. The deets. Uh, if you liked this if, if you liked this episode, I'm going to have to cut out everything before this. Yeah, just you so sound like a big there's dumb, no, there's no a dead big air. Dumb asshole. Um, if you guys, uh, liked this episode, uh, check out, um, our Patreon at, uh, patreon.com backslash guys are screwed. That is the home of our topical episodes. It's the home of guys reviewed. We review apocalyptic fiction in general. Uh, it's going to be the future home of, I hate the nineties, my new series on the 1990s. And, um, what else is on there? There's just, there's just other shit in there. Just go there's check it out. It's five dollars a month. It's worth the money. Uh, you can also email us at gwscreed at gmail.com. Uh, Sean, what are your deets? Deet. My deet is, uh, uh, Dean underscore Savis for Instagram. And, um, my new OnlyFans is, um, the Satanic, uh, p- p- oh, fuck. I God damn it. Pant, plant, pant. They say no. Your your new oil fans is the Planet? satanic the the satanic tantric. That's well, your, that's your oh, new oil that's fans. What I was trying to get there. I was trying I was trying to go to something yeah. s- satanic manic sa- satanic mm-hmm. uh, flannic like a. No, like you're a, all about like edging. Flan- you're all about edging and like having you're having sex. You have, <laughs> you're, no, like you're like you're like you're like Sting, Sean. You have sex for three days straight without coming, and then you all of a sudden just blah. That sounds everywhere. horrible. No, you have that's read tant- your, That's what tantric sex is, dude. Yeah, I know. I think I think and I think tantric shouldn't go past a couple hours. I think you can have a stroke from that. <laughs> um, and then and Chris. Um, how because of everything that's happened today and i know you feel it's kind of crazy going on you know how high aren't you i like how you just stole my bit sean my bit was chris asking chris the question was my bit but because you go you get your deets in last you decided that it's your bit now sometimes sometimes you've you've fucked it up royally so i have to (laughs) (laughs) you're right i you're right i i i I can't think of these questions these these hard-pressed questions like how high are you? My, yes. my, I said aren't. I didn't ask how high he was. Okay. I said how, okay. I, how uh, high he aren't. <laughs> All right. Bye, I'm guys. Low. <laughs> no, no, no. Bye. Yeah. Okay. He's good. See? All right. We're good. Yep. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>